that the undeniable marks of a young woman. And I'll, um, and I'll keep the teaching portion short so we can keep having extra time at the end for, for discussion. I hope, those, I hope that's been helpful and encouraging, is encouraging to you. I've, I've enjoyed it, you know, talking about how we apply what, what we've been learning. So as, as, I'm, as I'm teaching, I want you guys to really think about the principles from the passage, and if, and if a question comes up in your mind, write it down or try to remember it, and then when I'm done, I would like to uh, discuss and answer those questions that, that, uh, that you may have, okay? Um, before we start, where, where are you ladies with your Proverbs 31 memorization? How's that going? The... Those who are doing it. What verse? 23. And you guys started how, how long ago? Thank you. Got extra one if somebody needs one. You do a verse a day. So 20-something days ago you started? Nice. And um, how, how, do you, uh, how, how do you guys keep each other accountable? I see. So your leaders partnered you with somebody, and you text each other every day. Good. Now, is that? Um, um, I know it's very doable, uh, but has has been has it been hard or not too bad? Not too bad. Yeah, it's like memorizing um, uh, lines from movies. <laughs> it just it just uh, it's just in our mind. Um, what, what's been your favorite verse and why for the ladies? Even though you only have 20-something, you're not, too, you're, not, you're not at the end yet, but what's been your favorite? Your leaders are, are listening. Annie? She makes her arms strong, maybe that. Yes, Puki. Yeah, that part where uh, it, it talks about her hard work. Yeah, 13 and 17. Good. Anything else? Favorite verse? Maybe one that's re that's been really helpful to you. you um, not just those who've been memorizing it, but any of the ladies. Yes. I like verse twenty-five when it says she smells the future, and she's not anxious or anything about what's going to come ahead. Yeah, she's not anxious. Yeah, she's prepared. She trusts. She trusts the Lord. Yeah, she She can smile at the future. Good. One more. Any? Yes. Yeah, how has that been helpful for you? How you should be speaking to others, yeah. Yeah, the content should have wisdom in it, and then, and then how you speak with kindness. Good, good. Well, we're going to do part two this morning. Uh, last Sunday, we only covered the first six. Remember, I... I I gave you seven undeniable marks of a wise young woman from Proverbs 31, and if you weren't here last Sunday, we covered the first six. 
Okay, we said that a wise young woman is trustworthy, hardworking, generous, prepared, well-spoken, and praiseworthy. This morning, we're going to focus our time on the last one. And I, and I planned it this way because I, I really want a full Sunday on this seventh one. So here's the, the fill in the blank on your handout. The seventh undeniable mark of a wise young woman is that she is God-fearing. She's God-fearing. She fears the Lord. She's a God-fearer. And the fear of the Lord is the foundation of everything we've covered so far, all the way from verse 10 all the, uh, through uh, verse 20, uh, 29. It's the most, I would say, it's the most important characteristic out of the seven. It's actually the, the, the foundation of all of the six that we've covered so far in this chapter. Look at verse 28 real quick, okay? 28. What did her kids do? This Proverbs 31 woman, what did her, what did her kids do? Yes, Spencer. They bless her, right? They, they, they rise up, verse 28. Her children rise up and bless her. Now, look at uh, verse 29. What did her husband say about her? Yes, Haven. Yeah, many, many women, many daughters have done excellently or nobly, but you surpass them all. You excel them all. Now, the main reason, I believe, why her kids praise her, commend her, uh, love her, and the main reason why her husband says that, that she surpasses all women, you know, that she is the best, is because she fears the Lord. Yes, she's, she's trustworthy, hardworking, generous, prepared, she's well-spoken, and she's pra praiseworthy. She's all of those six things, but she's all of those six things because she is a God-fearer. Okay, because she fears the Lord. This, this is the main characteristic. This is the foundation of, of the whole thing. Remember, remember this, ladies. It's impossible for you. Okay? If, you're, if you're not a, a Christian and you're, and you're walking away from Proverbs 31 saying, man, I just got to wake up earlier. You know, I just got to work out my arms. I just got to do more stuff and earn more stuff. And, uh, and be nicer with my words. If you're, if you're not a Christian and that's what you're getting out of this, it's not going to work for you. you. You may be able to do all that, but it'll just last for a moment. You know why? Because if you do not fear the Lord, okay, if you do not love God, if, you're not, if that is not your foundation, if that is not your main concern, you're not going to be able to be genuinely trustworthy, hardworking, generous, prepared, well-spoken, and praiseworthy. All those things will just be, um, you know, like, like taping on uh, uh, flowers on, on a tree. It, it'll look good for a little bit, and then next thing you know, they dwindle because the foundation is not there. The fear of the Lord is the foundation. So I want you to remember that. Now look at verse, verse 30. Okay, let's focus on verse 30. Verse 30, charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. So we're going to focus on three things. Charm, beauty, and the fear of the Lord. Okay, charm, beauty, and the fear of the Lord. Um, on your handout, 
there's a fill in the blank there here. Uh, it's this personal charm is deceiving. Personal charm is deceiving. That's the first half of the first line in verse 30. Charm is deceitful, the verse says. Now, personal charm is referring to uh, more of your personality, okay, your personality. This is how you dress yourself, how you talk, how you carry yourself, and how you present to people. That's, that's personal charm. That's why I add personal in front of it. It's more, it's more of your personality, how you carry and present yourself to people. Now, it's not sinful to be charming, okay? Have you guys used that description before? Oh, that person's so charming, right? It's not sinful to say that. It's not sinful to be charming yourself. But here, it's saying that personal charm is what? Deceitful. Okay, another word for that is misleading. Okay, your personal charm is deceitful. It's misleading. Personal charm can be used to hide and cover what's really going on on the inside. Okay, that's why, that's why the verse says charm is deceitful. Personal charm, your charming personality. Yes, it's not sinful, um, but beware because it can, it's misleading. It's deceitful. It can hide something. It can mask something that's really happening or going on in your heart. And ladies, you need to be aware of this tendency. Okay, this is a a huge temptation. Your age and your generation are prone to hide a few things. Your weaknesses, you're prone to hide. Your sins, you're prone to hide. Your flaws, you're prone to hide. And your insecurities, you're prone to hide. Guess how you're going to hide those things that are in your heart through your personal charm. Again, it's not sinful to be charming. It's not sinful to say, hey, you're so charming today. But here, the warning is that it's deceitful, it's misleading. It's a covering, it's a mask. Okay? In your generation, okay, the season of life that you're in, you are struggling. Okay? Be honest with yourself. You are struggling to hide those things. Oh, I have so many flaws, I have so many weaknesses, all these insecurities. You know, what people think about me. Right? You're struggling with those things. So, so the tendency is to just be charming on the outside and then people don't see all those things that are actually on your heart. So Proverbs 31 verse 30 says, charm is deceitful. Look at, look at the second statement. Beauty is vain. So letter B, physical beauty is fleeting. I like that word fleeting a little bit better than, than vain, fleeting, F-L-E-E-T-I-N-G. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. Beauty is fleeting. So this is not talking about so much about personal charm, you know, your personality, how you carry yourself. This is talking about physical beauty, okay? This is referring to your looks, ladies, and also guys, to your body, to how pretty and cute and attractive you are. That's, that's the point here. That's, that's the target here, beauty. And is it sinful to, um, to have good looks? Is it sinful to be cute, to be pretty? No, it's not, right? But here, it's saying that phys physical beauty is fleeting. Okay, literally, literally the word says worthless, Okay, listen to that. 
your physical beauty, ladies, and even guys, your muscles, your, your charm, your cuteness, all that stuff, worthless. Okay, worthless. But yes, I get it. In the world, it's worthy of something. You get comments. You may get a job. You may, you may be included in the group, right? You may get... 10,000 likes on your social media platform. Yes, to, to, to the world, there, it's, it's worth something, but to, but, but to, to scripture, to, spiritual, to, the, to the spiritual realm of things, it's worthless. It's vain. It's worthless. Why? Because it's fleeting, it says. It's short-lived, and no matter how hard you work on staying beautiful, guess what? Once you get older and older, you'll, you'll hit more stress. You'll... Um, you'll start seeing the effects of gravity, and then you'll start seeing the effects of aging. And guess what? You don't look like you used to anymore. It's fleeting, okay? It's here and it's gone. You can work really hard to keep it and to have it, your beauty, uh, your physical beauty, but eventually it goes away. And Proverbs 31 says, it's vain, it's fleeting, it's short-lived worthless, useless in God's economy. Now, don't get, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that, that, um, that God does not make human beings beautiful. Psalm 139 says that we are, we are made intricately, um, detail by detail, by God himself, right? Genesis talks about um, we, are be, uh, we are created in his image, Right? So in a sense, you can say that everybody is beautiful in God's eyes, right? Um, but at the same time, it's fleeting. It's here and it's gone. It's worthless. Does it, if, if, you're, if you're more beautiful than somebody, are you more savable? No. Do you sin less? No. Does God love you more? No. Therefore, it's really not worth of anything. Again, ladies, you need to be aware of this tendency that just like personal charm, physical beauty is also, is also a battle. You're not only prone to hide who you really are by being charming, but you're also prone to worship and idolize your physical beauty and believe that it's all that matters. Right? Be honest, be honest with yourself. That is a strong temptation. That is a struggle. You may say, yeah, I get the personal charm thing. I'm not really that kind of a person, how I present myself, how I interact with people. I don't really use my personal charm to cover my heart. Um, you may say that, but how about physical beauty? Do you idolize it? Do you worship it? And, and do you find yourself oftentimes saying, yeah, it's really, it's really what matters is to be beautiful, to look cute and to look attractive. Here it's saying, no, it's, it's not worth anything. Now, I know you ladies already know this verse, but let me read to you a very sad story about a young woman who pursued and worshipped charm and beauty, okay? Personal charm and physical beauty. And my hope is that you'd really take this verse seriously after, after this story. The fashion world was shocked on June 5th, 2018, when, it, when 55-year-old Kate Spade, you, you've heard of Kate Spade? I've heard of the purse. I, I assume just like Luce Vuitton, you know, it's, it's, it's named after a person. <laughs> Not coach. Is coach named after somebody? I don't know. 
But here, it's talking about Kate Spade, okay? Uh, 2018, 55-year-old Kate Spade was found hanging from a red scarf tied to a doorknob by her, um, by her housekeeper. Her housekeeper found her dead. In 1985, Kate Spade moved to New York City to work for a fashion magazine after graduating from Arizona State University. In 1993, she started her business of making handbags with her husband in their small apartment. And in 1999, she sold half of, half of her business for $33 million. In 2006, she sold her brand to Liz Claiborne. Is that another big brand? Liz Claiborne. For $124 million. Then in 2017, Liz Claiborne sold the brand, Kate Spade, to Coach for $2.4 billion. Her husband said on an interview that she, um, he said that she suffered, Kate Spade suffered from depression and anxiety for many years and was actively seeking help from her doctors. He also said that they had been living separately for the past 10 months because of marital problems. They found a note in her apartment that night that she left uh, for her 13-year-old daughter, and it said this, This has nothing to do with you. I have always loved you. Don't feel guilty. Ask your dad. The author of the article said, the fashion industry is endemic with depression and suicide. Lorenz Scott, a supermodel and stylist of Madonna and Julia Roberts, hanged herself in 2014 at age 49. Alexander McQueen, famous designer for Givenchy and Gucci, hanged himself in 2010 at age 40. And the article said, I think we're going to see more of it. You can have all the success and it can look so great, but you can st still feel like a failure. Okay? A lot of people, ladies and, and young men, they pursue charm and beauty. And, and what ends up happening is it, they become an idol, an idolatry, and it ne they never bring any joy or satisfaction that only Christ can bring, and it results in depression and suicide. It can look so great on the outside, the article says, but you can still feel like a failure. Ladies, don't misunderstand me. Kate Spade's problem was not because she made a handbag. Okay, that was not her problem. And if you own a Kate Spade handbag, that's fine. Okay? Or if you want one, that's fine too. Um, that's fine. You, you are not sinning. Kate Spade's problem was that she worshipped charm and beauty okay she worked for charm and she worked for beauty instead of what instead of fearing and worshiping and loving god above all things above money above success above popularity that was her problem it wasn't because she made a handbag i mean last sunday right we looked we looked at how hard working proverbs 31 woman was and she made money and she bought things and she bought lands right? That's not the issue. The issue for Kate Spade and for other people who, who fall into the same trap is the worship 
and idolatry of charm and beauty instead of worshiping and loving God. Look at uh, Proverbs 11.22. Do you guys know that verse? Who can, who can say that out loud from memory? 11.22. This should be a life verse for both of you, uh, young ladies and young men. When I was... When I was uh, I think later in college, you know, I started having really godly friends and we started kind of, you know, start being interested in the, uh, the, the opposite gender at church. Uh, we would just text this to each other. <laughs> you know, a friend would say, hey, have you met, you know, Michelle? Michelle is really pretty, huh? And then we'll, we'll, we'll send this. Hey, just, just a warning. We're not saying that this is her, but just a warning. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's character. It's character. Here it is, Proverbs 11:22. as a ring of gold in a pig's nose. So is, so it's being paralleled, being likened, so is a beautiful woman who lacks discretion. You could say who does not fear the Lord, who worships charm, who loves beauty. That's, that's, that's what you would look like, ladies, if you worship beauty, if you idolize charm and you, you, you don't have the fear of the Lord in your heart, that's what you look like, like a ring of gold in a pig's nose. Students, it's so sad when I see young ladies who are enamored by their looks. And I can tell, yes, I can't judge the heart, but by their actions and by their words, you can typically tell they are enamored by their, their own looks. They spend so much time and so much money to look beautiful. They take pictures of themselves, put filters on, their, on, on them so they look even prettier, post them on social media, and drool over likes and comments. I worked in, um, in dermatology, so even the name uh, implies superficialness, right? Derm, skin, skin deep. Uh, I worked there for many years, six, seven years, and I saw so many, so many young women um, who worshipped charm and beauty that they ended up doing things that, that were just mind-blowing to me, like paying for, paying for cosmetic procedures cash so that, so that their parents won't find out. What's even worse is that when they graduate, okay, when they graduate in high school, their parents take them there to get some stuff done. And I've seen, I've seen uh, wives, married women, you know, come and pay for cosmetic procedures cash, not with their credit cards because their husbands might find out. And a few young men are saying, ah, see, it's just the ladies. No, I saw men too. We didn't do it, but another office did it. They did calf implants for, for men. I know. <laughs> it's really funny, but it's really sad at the same time. Not, it, not, it's not just young ladies. It's not just women who struggle with the idolatry of charm and beauty. It's men too. Now, you may, you may think that that's innocent, okay, to be charming, to be beautiful, but it's not. 
what you're doing is promoting self-love and feeding your lust for attention. That's really the, the, the hard issue, is, is you're promoting self-love. If you, you know, you may say, oh, what's wrong with, you know, what's wrong with looking at myself in the mirror for, for a long time? What's wrong with putting makeup on? What's wrong with taking pictures of myself and putting filters so I even look prettier? What's wrong with that? What's wrong with sharing that on the social media? What's wrong with enjoying people liking it? What's wrong with people, you know, reposting my posts of myself? What's wrong with that? You may think that that's innocent, but what you're really doing is, if you're honest with yourself, is promoting self-love and feeding, okay? Listen to this feeding your lust for approval, your lust for attention. That's what you're doing. It may look innocent on the outside, but deep down it's promoting self-love and feeding your lust for attention. And it, ladies, if you don't repent of that now, once you start dating, here's what's going to happen. I've seen this many times. You're going to end up using your charm, using your beauty to manipulate and control men. And there's a lot of weak men out there that, that you can easily control and manipulate with your charm and beauty. That's what you'll do if you don't fix this now. And if you don't fix it then, if you don't repent of it then, when you're, when you're a little bit older and you're dating, um, you, you'll get married and guess what you'll do? You're, you'll be what, what I sometimes tell um, uh, in the counseling scenario, what I say, you are a walking liability lady, wife, <laughs> and I tell the husband, be careful because she is a walking liability. You know how I know? Because she loves charm. She loves beauty. And, I, and sometimes I ask, okay, how, how's, how's the marriage been? And guess, guess, guess what I am not um, surprised of? Manipulation and control by her use of beauty and charm. I'm not, I'm not surprised. Why? Because she's been doing that before she got married. And now that she's married, she's doing that to her husband. And what I say, okay, you're a walking liability. If you don't repent now, you will ruin your marriage. It's not always the case. Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to say that this is 100% always. But most of the time, when I counsel uh, marriages that are falling apart, it's, it started with, with this for the, for the wife. Okay? Again, it's not sinful to be charming. It's not sinful to be beautiful, young ladies. But be careful. If you know that you are charming and beautiful, and if people tell you that you are charming and beautiful, yes, thank them for the compliment, but, but balance that with this warning. You, you can be a potential liability if you're not careful. Because the tendency, okay, the propensity of our heart is to, is to idolize that and to worship that instead of fearing and worshiping and loving God. Now turn back to Proverbs 31. So 11.22, good verse to memorize, okay? Go back to Proverbs 31. Look at the contrast, okay, to charm and beauty. Here's the contrast. Charm is deceitful, beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. So personal charm is deceiving, physical beauty is fleeting. Let us see, the fear of the Lord is praiseworthy. The fear of the Lord is praiseworthy. 
say it this way, Tron will get many attention and likes, right? You guys agree? You guys agree? Yeah. A, per, a, a charming personality is very likable to a lot of people, right? How about physical beauty? Will that get a lot of comments, a lot of, a lot of likes, a lot of, uh, says, if you fear the Lord, you don't fear anything. Now, here's my definition of the fear of the Lord, and I've, I'm still kind of working on this the more I study the fear of God. Here, here's my definition, and I think I, I'm giving you three or four fill-in-the-blanks there. To fear the Lord is to make decisions. Okay? is to make decisions. Your, your thought process, your speech, your actions, all, all those things are from your decisions. That don't cause Him, that's God, that don't cause Him grief, but brings Him honor. That's the fear of the Lord. When you ladies and young men, when you make decisions that, that don't cause God grief 
and decisions that bring him honor, you, you, you are fearing the Lord. You're not fearing men. Now, notice what it says, ladies. When you have control over your charm, okay, and beauty, when those things are in place, okay, this is not saying, well, just forget, forget your, your uh, external looks. You know, just, just eat a lot of potato chips and wear the same baggy t-shirt and don't cut your hair. And it's not saying that, okay? But when you have control of your charm, when you have control of your beauty, when those things are not your main pursuits, when those things are not your idolatries, they're not your little gods, and you're more focused on fearing the Lord, you're going to be praised, the, the verse says. And like I said earlier, this means, you'll, this means you will be commended not just by other people, but most specially, okay, most specially, the only person that really matters to you is God himself. He will praise you. He will find you commendable. He will find you attractive. Listen to me, ladies. If you focus on the inside more than the outside, if you work on fearing the Lord more than man, if you, if you desire God's attention and not boys, okay, then you are going to be blessed. That's the promise here. You're going to be blessed. And that's exactly how Proverbs 31 ends. Look at verse 30, 31. Talking about the praiseworthiness, the commendation of a young woman who fears the Lord. Verse 31, give her then the product of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. Her, char her character is known, it's public, it's in the gates, and she is blessed. She's a blessed woman. Again, because she fears God. Okay? If you do not fear God, you can work on the first six characteristics, but they're not going to last. They're not going to last. So ladies, here are some questions I want you to think through. Okay, you can write these down or uh, I should have included this on in the, the back of the handout. But um, here are some questions for you, okay? Whose attention do you want to get, God's or boys? Okay, just ask yourself that and be honest. Whose attention do you want, God's or boys? What areas in your life do you fear uh, what areas in your life do you fear man more than God? What areas in your life do you fear man more than God? Is it a church? Is it when you play your sports at school? Is it when, when you talk to people? What areas in your life do you fear man more than God? Third question, what heart motives what heart motives? I want you guys to keep taking this back to your heart. It's all about your motivation. Okay? What heart motives do you have for idolizing charm and, and beauty? Why? Why do you do that? What heart motives do you have for idolizing charm and beauty? One last question for, for you young ladies. How have you used your charm and beauty? To feed your lust for attention. How have you done that? You need to know because that's where you need to repent. How have you used your charm and beauty to feed your lust for attention? For the guys, here are some questions for you. 
What kind of woman do you find attractive? A charming and beautiful woman or a God-fearing woman? And why? Be honest. When I was discipling a young man a while back, many, many years ago uh, in Florida, I, I kept asking him, why do you find ladies who are not attractive in God's eyes attractive? And ladies who are attractive in God's eyes, like the Proverbs 31 woman, not attractive. Why? What's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, and that was his biggest hang-up. And guess what? The Lord had to, ta uh, had to teach him that lesson for many, many years. He ended up getting married later on, but he ended up getting married a little later because he just couldn't learn that. And I kept, me and the pastor and other guys say, Why? God finds this young woman attractive. You're saying that she's not attractive. No, I just, I just don't. This woman, not attractive in God's eyes, all about charm and beauty. She lacks the fear of the Lord. You find her attractive? Yeah, I think so. You got to ask that question, guys. What kind of woman do you find attractive? A charming and beautiful woman or a God-fearing woman? Why? Next question. Which woman do you think will make a great wife and mother? Guys, a charming and beautiful woman or a God-fearing woman? You got to think about that. I'm not saying, I'm not saying um, you know, there's no physical attraction there. I'm not saying that you ignore that. There is, there is that. You need to be physically attract, uh, attracted. But which one do you think will make a great wife and mother? A charming and beautiful Young lady or a God-fearing lady? Which one? So, be honest with yourself, ladies and guys, and just ask those questions. Personal charm, it's deceiving. You can use it as a mask, okay, to hide what's really going on on the inside. Physical beauty, it's fleeting. It's fleeting. It's gone. Tomorrow, it's gone. Next year, it's gone. When you're 50, it's gone. And guess what you should have by then that you've been working on for, 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 for all your life? It's the fear of the Lord. That's praiseworthy. The fear of the Lord is praiseworthy. Okay? All right, let's talk, ladies and guys. What do you want to talk about? What's convicting, encouraging, and, and uh, what do you need help in? Charm, beauty, fear the Lord. Yes, Rachel. Yeah, be, being insecure of your beauty, can that be just as harmful as being obsessed with your beauty? Yeah, yeah, it's just as harmful. Yep, that, that's, a, that's a great question. I would say it's just as harmful. A, pers a, a person who doesn't think that she or he is that good looking and she's, she's pursuing that, she's worshiping that, is that just as harmful, harmful as someone who says, oh yeah, I'm, not, I'm the most beautiful person in my class. Yeah, it's just as harmful. Listen, it, what, it's, it's both. It's both, okay? It, the, the, root, the root issue in the heart is both, okay? It's the lust for attention, okay? It's self-love at the core. Lust for attention, it's the same thing, 
It's the same motivation. But here's how that happens for both. It, it may sound different. You know, one person says, oh, I'm not beautiful enough. I'm so insecure. The other person says, oh, I'm so beautiful. Look at all these other people, right? It may sound different, but at the core, it's self-love, uh, self-love lust for, for, um, for attention. And, and here's how it happens, okay? You start comparing, and then you start what? I told you this already before. You start comparing, and then you start complaining, I'm not as beautiful, oh, I'm really beautiful, but it, they both started with comparisons. So you compare, you complain, and then what happens after that? You covet. So same, same on the inside, same idolatry, self-love, lust for attention, same process, it just looks different, it just sounds different on the outside, but just as bad. You're right, Rachel, just as bad. Yes? How do you, uh, like, like you want to compliment somebody? Who's, or, or you just want to describe somebody as charming and beautiful without being sinful? How do you, how do you have it? Oh, stay, okay. How, yeah, because you're right, yeah. You, there are charming people uh, because of their personality. There are beautiful people because of their physical looks. How do you stay like that without being sinful? Yeah. Well, you got you to gotta kill the motives of the heart that you're prone to, to have. Okay, self-love and lust for attention. You got to kill that. If you, uh, if you know that you're charming, that's just how you're wired, you're very likable, you know, you talk to people, you know, you're kind of extrovert, you know how to present yourself well, you know, and that's, that's how you're wired, you're charming, and you're physically beautiful, um, you gotta be, you gotta know, you gotta know where you're gonna be tempted to self-love and lust for attention. Is it, is it when, um, when homecoming is coming, right? Is it when um, summer camp's coming? Is it when you uh, sing up front? Is it when you play up front? You, know, you just need to know where you are prone to fall into the temptation. So, so when you know, you just, you just put off those things. Okay? You put off those things. And then you put on what? You put on the fear of the Lord. You need to start making decisions that don't cause him grief, but bring him honor. And when people say, oh yeah, you're so charming. Um, oh yeah, you're so beautiful. What do you do with that? You, you, what, I say, what I say is you transfer that to the Lord. You don't milk it. Um, you don't keep going back to those people because you know they'll comment on your looks. No, you, 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 don't, you don't avoid them, but you don't pursue them. And when you hear the compliments, you just take them to the Lord. Thank you, Lord. I know Psalm 139, you made me this way. But you know what, Lord? You know what these people are not seeing? My heart. I appreciate, Lord, that you encourage me and they comment on my personality and my looks, you know, that. And that's what you appreciate about your mom the most. Look at your grandmothers, right? 
And hopefully this will be you. What would you want for your daughters when you have daughters? That they would fear the Lord. That's the trend. That's the biblical trend. Okay, it doesn't matter how charming or how beautiful you are. Okay, it's God's attention that you want. And there's only one thing that's been catching his attention for thousands of years. The woman who fears him. Okay. Yes. Yeah. How would you approach a sibling, close friend? Yeah, that that's a very delicate. <laughs> um, you don't you you don't want to be judgmental. Um, and you also don't want to be discontent. You know, a discontent person trying to confront somebody in that issue is not a good recipe. Um, if you are if you're already not content with your looks and you're seeing your sibling or your friend who seems to be idolizing her looks, um, I, would, I would seek a lot of wisdom and maybe wait a little bit you know, to, to fix your own heart uh, so that when you confront your friend, you, can, you actually have something to offer. Hey, you know what? I do struggle with the same thing. You know, I do, but here's what I've done. Okay, here's, here are the passages that have helped me. So, so when you confront, you can actually help. You don't want to confront and your friend says, well, do you struggle with this? Uh, yeah. What are, you, what are you doing about it? Can you help me? Uh, nothing. Um, so start, start on your own heart before you do. And how you do it, I would probably talk to your parents about it. Um, I would talk to your disciples how to kind of go about it. Um, you want to be very gentle. You want to be loving. When I talk to... to um, you know, my wife or my kids about something, I, I just remind them in the beginning, um, you, know, you know I love you, right? Yes. And then they know. They know what's coming when I say, you know, I love you. But So make sure that you always say I love you for, for, for other things. But you just want to reaffirm your commitment and your love. And the reason why I want to, so, so I do that. I reaffirm my love. The second thing I say is that you know that this is hard for me to say. I just want to let you know that. You know, I don't go around just saying hard things to people and find it, find it enjoyable. So I just want to let you know that this is hard. And I have actually been thinking about this for, for two weeks now. And I've written it down, and I'm like, ah, oh, that's not going to go well, you know. And I've, I've, I've written it down and showed it to somebody else. They say, oh, yeah, that's probably not going to go well. So I've been working on this is my point because it's so hard. So reaffirm your love, admit to them how hard it is, and then you tell them. You tell them. I ask a lot of questions, and I use the word seems a lot. Because you don't want to be judgmental. Hey, it seems like when you post pictures on Instagram, it's, it, it's uh, you know, I, I, I don't know if you post other things. Maybe I miss other things that you post, but it seems like it's, it's just you, um, your face. Um, and sometimes I'm like, she doesn't look like that, you know. That's what it seems like. That's what I'm seeing. That's what I'm perceiving. Can you, so can you please help me? Why do you do that? So ask a lot of questions. Say seems. Don't say always. Don't say never. Uh, you know, that helps with being gentle. And then just ask why. Why do you do that? 
Well, because of this. Well, why? Why? They're trying to get to the heart issue because you want to know if there is self-love and lust, lust for attention. Because that's where you can help them. That's where you can fight fear with fear of God. How about from the guys? Let's, let's get a question or a comment from the guys. It's okay. We'll uh, don't miss next Sunday. We'll target. We'll target the guys, the young men. All right. The wise young man. All right. Let me pray, and um, we'll uh, we'll be dismissed. If you miss anything, let me know. Uh, if you have other questions, talk to talk to me. Talk to your leaders. All right. And keep memorizing Proverbs 31. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for. Uh, for your word, how it challenges us always, how it encourages us always. I pray that um, even something like from the Old Testament, um, using old words from different contexts, uh, different people, I, hard to relate to. I, I, just, I just thank you that these students can, can hear it, can read it, can memorize it, and just love it. And they pay attention to the teaching.